Hey everybody, welcome to the Steelers Show. I'm Chris. Got Joe and Paul with me. And um, well, first of all, how you guys doing? I shouldn't just go off talking. Doing all right today. Uh, okay. It's been it's been a little bit busy and crazy, and I fell asleep right about the time that I was supposed to come on to our Ohioan podcast. Yes. We can talk about very important things about public urination. Yes. Uh, and uh, I showed up late. So unfortunately, we had to, you know, we had to rush through all of that uh, public urination conversation. Uh, you know, I, when I was saying before, like, you know how you wake up from a nap and you just feel totally refreshed? That's never happened to me in my life. Every time I wake up, I'm like a really groggy and totally out of it. And I just want to sleep more. Um, yes. But I figured out a way to pull myself through, get through our public urination conversations, and make it here to our Steelers podcast. That yeah. I've actually honestly been waiting several days to to have this conversation because I know that we have some important issues to deal with in terms of the quarterback situation with the Steelers. I We have been on opposite sides of the conversation for a while, uh, and I want to wrap up my uh, stubborn uh loyalty issue uh here on our our podcast so i can move forward with what it will be the future of the steelers franchise so okay i'm looking forward to that but that's going to be later in our show i believe i think we have some other things to talk about first but first we got to get back our co-host where is uh what happened to paul yeah paul paul is having a hard time connecting but no, I back. see him now. I think he's back. Yeah, I just hey, Paul. I, I I couldn't hear anything, and so I hopped off and hopped back in. Ah, well, welcome. Right. a lot of hopping. Welcome back. Uh, you're doing okay where you are, though, right? You yeah, are in, Butler's... in fabulous Butler, PA. Right. Yes, it, everything's fine here in Butler. What is, would you say, the main attraction in the town? Like, what what image of the town? You know, is there is there like a bell? there is there a, a tower or an important historic building really big trump signs <laughs> so more than other places the yeah. enormous trump signs where you is are butler, in butler where i mean you live near pittsburgh but where is butler yes. is that central pa north south butler is just is just a little bit north of pittsburgh it's like oh, an okay. hour north of so it's still pretty much Steelers country, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, you're just still south of Trump country. Uh, Toledo. Sounds like uh, not but... Toledo, Erie. You're south of Erie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It, it's kind of in between Pittsburgh and Grove City. All right, well, closer to Grove, closer as to Grove we, City. As we transition back to Steelers coverage, um, I, you're there for a pastor conference, so I'm sure you're not talking football all day, but it. Is there a tone that you hear around the conference or around, you know, town? If you guys are going around town, any Steelers talk? Is there? How is it Steelers wise around town? There is. A, there's now an optimistic excitement that okay. the the flat tire is taken off and the new tire. Uh, are you talking about take- the the discussion that's around you? Like this is your yes. <laughs> your feeling, I know. Uh, no, is, I, this, is this what other people are talking about too? Are, yes, well, like, I legitimately had this conversation at lunch yesterday. Okay, okay, and we're going to get there. Here's my fear: once we get there, 
it's like them going to Kane Pickett. Once you get to Kane Pickett, you can't go anywhere else. Like I like that your metaphor about what this is like is exactly what it is that we're talking about. Right, right. Because once you get to that topic, you can't talk so, anything else okay. about the team. So, right. So the right. thing that's the most important in all of everything that's going on with Pittsburgh Steelers, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about something else. Actually, I think I can make another argument on that. Okay. Okay. Well, well, first of all, is it the injury to a kilo Witherspoon? Is that really the most important thing in in Steelers Nation right now? Let's ease our way into this because, again, quarterback's important, but quarterback's not the only problem with this team right now. Sure. Um, We talked last week. Acrisure Stadium, the worst name. They're 0 2 at Acrisure Stadium. If they were at Heinz Field, they would have won. There is a a place, uh, I, I won't give the location, but there's a house who they really don't like Dr. Oz and they're clearly not supporting Dr. Oz. Every week they change their sign. It's a hand, a homemade sign. Every week they change it. One week it was Oz calls it Acrisher. Uh, another week it was Oz uses hunts. <laughs> you, you know where we are as a serious place. And Joe, I'm going to break a rule that we've talked about, but I don't care. I'm glad we're not on a Steelers broadcast network anymore. Nothing to do with the guys we used to work with. My life has gotten a hundred times busier. I'm I'm glad that we're at. Thank goodness we're you know we're not on Steelers podcast network, whatever that network might be. But the last podcast I did on that network, half the discussion was, "Hey, Mitch Trubisky could be an MVP candidate, couldn't he?" And and there was ten minutes of, "I can't believe they changed the Acrisure Stadium. That's the worst thing ever happened to the Steelers." I mean, Steelers Twitter and Steelers podcast networks and Steelers fans are just out of their minds right now. But we're going to get to, to the quarterback thing. But I want to first start out. You know, we talked when we played the schedule game, and I think I had the Steelers going 12-5, and five, so I'm a, I'm a moron. I had no <laughs> idea what I'm You did. About. You had them 12-5. and five. Right. I had them at 11-6, and six, and Paul had them at 9-8. and eight. Well, we talked about this for the Steelers. We actually talked about it for the Browns. Yeah, the Steelers beat the Bengals. Bengals are a better team. But for the Browns and Steelers, their first four games were pretty winnable, in my opinion. You had them winning all four of them. Well, and the thought (laughs) is if either one was going to make the playoffs, they didn't make hay. They needed to win three or four of the games. Well, the Browns right now are two and two. They lost that crappy um, Falcons team on Sunday. Steelers are one and three. Somehow they beat the Bengals. I'm still trying to figure out how it happened. I love it. Love it. Well, that game the Bengals wanted to lose. That's how it happened. Well, uh, it was long snapper. Yeah, if the long snapper stayed healthy, and even without the long snapper staying healthy, you would think they would have a long snapper able to pull off a long snap for it. And, and the Bengals, how many interceptions did we have? In that? How many turnovers were there? Wasn't it five? Okay, right. We're getting uh, back to this. It's not just. It's not just. It's not just the long snapper. They wouldn't be in that position if they hadn't turned the ball over five times. I get depressed when the Steelers lose. I really do. I am the older I get, I've gotten better with it, but I do get depressed, especially when they lose a, a horribly crappy team. The Jets are a crappy team. Sorry, they are. But you know, it was interesting. We talked last week at this time, going, "Man, what's going to happen if we lose to the Jets?" And I mean, if we had more time in the podcast, we would have said. Oh, are we going to run naked through the streets of Pittsburgh or whatever? You know, we go to your point. 
Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go see. Yeah, listen to our podcast if you wonder what Sierra Point's all about. Uh, you know, well, no, that's a good thing. You wouldn't be like, "Oh, the sewers lost." I'm going to Sierra Point. No, well, I mean, unless you're like, I'm so depressed. It's pretty sad, lost. though. I mean, it's yeah. theoretically a happy thing, but it's also really, really sad. Right, right. Uh, but one thing, okay, we were contemplating what kind of crazy, ridiculous thing we're going to do if they lost. They lost. I said, and again, I know I'm ripping on all kinds of podcast networks. I don't care right now. But one guy like uh, Dijon Kovakovic, I believe his name is. Uh, he has DK Sports. Watch his podcast. He and the, whoever the sewage writers was talking outside the stadium. And they said it. They sat there and said, look, everybody, this is not a good football team. And it hurts me to hear that because I'm a Steelers fan. Over the last 20 years, they've never really had a horrible football team. They've been decent or really good. They're not that good right now. I saw a crazy stat with T.J. White. The Steelers are like now 0-7 whenever T.J. White doesn't play. But I'm not sure even T.J. White at full health what he could have done for this team. There's holes. We'll talk about quarterback in a second, and Joe and Paul will yell at each other. It'll be fun. But it's not just that. I mean – the receivers aren't catching passes. I mean, and we saw this with Trubisky. We saw this with uh, Pickett, too. Um, how many catches does Deontay Johnson have this year? How many catches does Claypool have? I mean, I saw after one game, Claypool actually had more rushing yards than receiving yards, which isn't good. Um, Pickens, he finally has first 100-yard game when everyone thought Pickens was going to be the answer to everything. Uh, Pratt Pat Firemuth, I mean, it's not that he's done anything bad. They can't get him the ball for the most part. I mean, the offensive line was horrible. I think it's gotten a little bit better, but still not great. Najee Harris, I think he's hurt. I think this Liz Frank injury doesn't go away. He's not 100%. Cam Hayward's hurt, and Cam Hayward's 33. Now, if Cam Hayward heard me say that he's getting older, he'd probably come over and beat me up. But sorry, when you get 33, as you progress in your 30s, your skill level doesn't go up always, you know, unless you're that weird Tom Brady who somehow gets more bionic as he gets older. I mean, it, it goes downhill. Um, Joe said this. There's all kinds of injuries um, on defense. And Keller Witherspoon, I know he's not the answer to all of our problems, but he's a starter. He's not playing. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, who's been amazing so far. Um, you know, he was banged up with the Jets game. He hasn't practiced all week. He may not even play against the Bills on Sunday. I mean, can you imagine going against the Bills defense without Minka and TJ Watt? Holy cow. Uh, uh, you know, get Josh Allen in your fantasy drafts. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy on Sunday, but you know, and I, I don't like that the Steelers are one, three. I think they could have been three and one. If they did certain things right, which I'll say in a second, I'm okay with it. They're a bad team. I'm a proud fan. I don't like to say I'm a fan of a bad team. They're not a good team right now. And let me throw... Eh, I hate to go there now, but we don't have that much time tonight. So let me throw my log on the quarterback fire. Mitch Trubisky wasn't scoring points. Joe, we talked about this at the beginning of the year. We naively assumed that Najee Harris was going to become this great runner. He's going to be 100% healthy. The offensive line is going to come back, 
and um, the defense is going to be fabulous. They're going to be great. If all that happened, Mitch Trubisky wouldn't have to throw that much. I thought he was a decent game manager. He could have been good. That's all he won was the Chicago Bears. He had that team around him. I don't necessarily think Mitch Trubisky is a horrible quarterback. He doesn't have that team. Najee Harris is hurt. Their running game isn't what it's supposed to be. Their offensive line stinks. Their defense is banged up. They don't have a good defense. This is not the team for Mitch Trubisky. Now, Paul's going to say this in a second. Uh, Paul's putting all this weight and fandom and all this other thing behind Kane Pickett. I'm not even sure Kane Pickett's the answer either. I like certain things I see off Kane Pickett. I don't <clears> like certain things I see off Kane Pickett. But unless you, I mean, Mitch isn't scoring enough points to win. I mean, you have no chance right now with Mitch. I mean, you're playing four teams that can put up a ton of points. You're, you won't win because you're not going to score points. I don't know if Kane Pickett's the answer. I mean, I'm okay if they even throw Mason Rudolph in. I mean, what's it matter? What's the difference? Right now, they're all three about the same level right now. But you've got to find a franchise quarterback. Mitch isn't it. Mason Rudolph isn't it. Chris Oldokin isn't it. What I would say, and Paul's Chris Oldokin doesn't play here. I know. And that's the problem. If they had Chris Oldokin, things would be different. Oh, things would really be fixed. I'm a Chris Oldokin fan. Sure. sure. But – and, Just and, watch all of that practice footage out of uh, what is it, uh, Kansas City or wherever? Where is he now? Yeah, I'm not even sure if Old Dokin got snaps with the Steelers. It was very strange. No, he didn't. But here's the thing: Paul's nodding with me, but Paul's going to get really angry in a second. What What I'm saying is, put Kane Pickett in there. Look, Pete Manning broke records for most interceptions as a rookie. Pickett's going to throw interceptions. He threw interceptions on Sunday. He'll throw interceptions as the year goes on. If you see something at the end of the year with him, he's your quarterback. You've got high draft pick where you can get somebody around him. Receiver, lineman, whatever. If Kane Pickett's not your quarterback, Joe, this is a deep, deep draft. I still like C.J. Stroud. I like Bryce Young from Alabama. There's four or five good, good quarterbacks. And play Pickett for the year. If Pickett falls on his face and the Steelers lose the rest of their games, you got the number one pick. If you don't think Pickett's the answer, maybe it's CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. But no, you've, got, you've got it's to not let Stroud, the guy get by the way. Just FYI, it's not Stroud. No. Do we need he, he, he's for someone this? else. He's for someone else. I'm going to let Paul talk first. But something, <laughs> some of the things that you've been saying here for a few minutes resonate with me. Not that I agree wholeheartedly, but. So you're 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 making some points that are making me think. So I'm going to give myself a moment to think about it, and I'm going to let Paul talk. Okay. Okay. Here's. I'm focused on the future of this team, and for as long as we've been on a run of success, there's going to have to be a pause button to readjust. And this is why I was confused why we signed Trubisky. Uh, I think a lot of people outside of Pittsburgh were surprised we signed Trubisky. Trubisky was not going to be the future of this team. Is Pickett the future of this team? I hope so. I don't know. Um, all I know is that playing this season, just bullheadedly saying we're going to play Trubisky, 
it was wasting this year. Uh, we weren't going to go anywhere with Trubisky. So let's start finding out what we have in Pickett. I'm okay with drafting another quarterback next year because Trubisky is, I mean, just, what does he have, a two-year contract? Um, Rudolph we've got to get rid of. So, yeah, go ahead, get another quarterback. Um, I believe Pickett's going to pan out. It doesn't mean he's going to have a great year. Um, I was trying to be optimistic and say we'd be nine and eight. So I figured this was going to be a wasted year anyway. So why not take this wasted year and let Pickett work out the kinks, get some more tools for next season and see what we have next season. Um, I would rather take a year and struggle to set up for a 10 year run at being competitive rather than being in this no man's land for the next 10 years. Um, so yeah, Pickett's going to have a lot of hiccups. He's going to look bad a, a lot of times um, based on what he accomplished in college uh, sparks. He's shown uh, I'm very optimistic and confident. Um, he might fall on his face. I don't know. Um, I don't think he will. He might, but we've, we've got to start looking to the future. Uh, we need to capitalize on Najee in his prime uh, because we're going to run his legs off at some point. Um, so we, we've got a window, and let's let's not waste it pittering around with mediocre quarterbacks. I rest my – I defer. Uh, well, and, and Joe, you talk to yield the rest of my time. Yes, what, to the gentleman from Mississippi. From Mrs. I yield the rest of my time to the gentleman from Mississippi. Well, <laughs> and, and let me throw a hot take at you. And the Steelers really haven't gotten beat. You need bad. another hot take? How many more? Well, okay. I've resp- responded to the other ones, but okay. TJ Watt is going to be healthy, I think, maybe two, three weeks. If they're one in six, one in seven, or whatever they are when TJ Watt comes back, I'd rest TJ Watt. I mean, I, I like T.J. White. I love to see him play for the Steelers. But to Paul's point about you don't want to be that 9-8 team, okay, T.J. White alone, the record's insane. He, the Steelers are 52-24-2 since, like, 2017 when T.J. White plays. They're 0-7 without him. So, I mean, you bring T.J. White back. Yeah, you're, you're going to win <laughs> some games. Right now, I'd rather be one sixteen than like eight, eight, nine, or nine, eight. But that's my thought. Uh, Joe, you're. Yep. Oh, well, you just threw more things in, so now it's hard to organize all of the thoughts. <laughs> well, well, I have of... a, but I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, I'm going to start with the the uh, the possibly hottest take of them all. Uh, I know that Paul has made the repeatedly made the statement Mitch Trubisky is a uh, mediocre quarterback and there was never any chance that we were going to win with him. Uh, I'm a loyal person at heart. Once I get behind somebody, I'm seeing a lot of things that are coming around around what's happening. It's not just one person. Uh, And so there's just a lot of angles to this that I see. I am ready to switch my loyalties over, but I feel like I have to finish out my thoughts and points about Mitch Trubisky that are in a positive way for him 
I feel very bad for him because here's my hot take. The Steelers, specifically Matt Canada, has failed Mitch Trubisky. It is not that Mitch Trubisky has come in and stunk up the joint because he hasn't stunk up the joint. Uh, he has not dazzled. He has not shown up and scored 40 points a game. That's never been his game. Uh, and so you can lump him in with quarterbacks that don't throw, don't automatically throw, you know, 15 touchdowns a game and run for 147 yards every play and, and whatever. He's not that guy who never was that guy. And, you know, frankly, I, I'm getting tired of watching that kind of football. Um, but I think you could have well known that and better managed what it is that he's good at. What he didn't do was come in and throw a bunch of picks. What he didn't do was turn over the ball. What he didn't do was get sacked a whole bunch. He did a lot of things that were positive things that you want a quarterback to be able to do. What else you have to have is people who catch the ball. They didn't catch the ball. They even failed Kenny Pickett. He has three picks. Two of them are absolutely not him. Absolutely not him. And that's still there. Okay, so that's still going to be an issue. What the receivers are doing is a problem. So it was a problem for Mitch Trubisky where they're just flat out dropping the ball. So he's not being able to make those 20 yard passes because every time he throws them up, uh, even the one that George Pickens caught where it was way over on the side and, you know, he had to make this uh, OBJ like catch in order to make it. That ball wasn't out of bounds. That ball wasn't in a place where you couldn't be able to catch it. Go where your route is and get the ball and not dive all over the place, making yourself look amazing. Just go get the ball. Because when you throw the other balls and you don't catch them, it's not the quarterback's fault. Okay. Uh, I think the offense wasn't being called right. Uh, and so Trubisky's in a bad spot. He's got, he's a game manager guy. You, you know, he's at that level of a person. He can win ball games, but only if you play that way. And frankly, for 18 years, Ben Roethlisberger has trained Pittsburgh Steelers fans and the coaching staff and the way that this foot, this team plays as cardiac kids. Ben Roethlisberger can go out in the fourth corner and make up two touchdowns uh, after playing absolutely miserably for three quarters. If we remember the last two years of football that we've all watched together and we just die inside watching three quarters of football. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, they make it a game again and, and maybe win by a, a, a field goal, maybe lose by a field goal. But, oh, it was so close. No, it wasn't close. We sucked for an entire three quarters and then woke up and started playing football. Mitch Trubisky can't do that. He's not going to be the guy who wakes up in the fourth quarter and is like, oh, my gosh. He was a consistent player. And would be consistent all the way through the game. And if he's in a position where he can't make positive yards, he's not going to cardiac his way out of it. So he can't really function well in a Pittsburgh system that demands players play that way. So it's not Trubisky's fault. 
I hope they trade him and he goes to a place where he can actually play his style of football and find some measure of success. I wish him all the best. I have no ill will against him. He can't play for the Steelers because the Steelers are built different. Well, I don't even I'm I'm at almost to the point where I'm scared because I'm almost saying that I feel like it's not even great football. It's lucky football and we've been lucky for a really long time. Well, I really think you have a solid defense. You go out and play consistent uh, offense. You can win games. We were not doing it because our defense was falling down. And the times when they we would throw a long pass, they drop it. And we're going in with a, uh, our uh, running back one with, with banged up wheels. I, I, I gave blame, him a bad car. I blame the Steelers and blame Mitch Trubisky's agents. One, the Steelers fully convinced that a great defense, a great running game, and you have a guy who's a game manager. That's not who the Steelers are this year. I mean, they Mitch Trubisky does They fit. were not going to be able to win consistently, especially because of what's happened. The the and the, what's happened with injuries on defense and some you know other issues. Those aren't surprises. You can say, "Oh, well, there were injuries. We couldn't see that coming." That happens to this team every single year. Right. Here's why I'm not. Uh, I'm. I haven't lost hope. It happens every single year, and through the middle of the season, we start winning games that nobody thinks that we can win. Everybody writes us off. We're the team that nobody thinks will ever win, and then at when it comes playoff time, we're there. I haven't lost hope in the fact that while we've got four teams that are lined up that are that are have been really good uh, over the over the past over the beginning of this season, because some of them have not been good going back, like the Eagles, a couple weeks from now. You know, they're in a good spot right now. We don't know who they're going to be a couple weeks from now, but, you know, I can save that for later. All of the teams that we're about to face, including the Bills, the Bucks, uh, who else was it? Uh, the Dolphins and the Eagles have all lost games that they probably should have won. They've all lost them. None of these teams are perfect. We're not facing the 85 Bears. We're not facing... Uh, un, undefeated teams. We're, we're we're playing against teams that do have weaknesses, and some of their weaknesses is their own mental place. It's not that they were completely run over by uh, by by some other great team. It's teams that struggled against other teams that were struggling. So I don't. I haven't lost all hope that these teams with winning records that we're about to play are absolutely. It's impossible for us to win especially now we're turning to a player who does play with that sense of luck, with that sense of, uh, you know, uh, uh, feast or famine, because he'll, he's going to go out there and be aggressive and he's not going to be afraid of anybody that he's throwing against. And he completed no, none of his passes touched the ground last, last week. He threw 13 passes uh, none of them hit the ground. They were received by Steelers or they were intercepted. He is putting the ball where he needs to put them. He's being very accurate. He's being efficient with the football. Two of those picks are not at all on the quarterback. And the third one is a Hail Mary at the end of the game where you just close your eyes. And so that's not really even an accuracy issue as well. It's a 50-yard bomb that ended up in the other guy's hand. Well, yeah, I think Mitch Trubisky's agent failed him too. Because, look, 
I want to edit the New York Times one day. Not everybody can edit the New York Times. You know, I, I bet Joe wants to be the super town of the largest school district in America. Not everybody could do that. And that doesn't make Joe a bad person or me a bad person. Paul, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't but want to. But it makes Paul a bad person. He can't do well, it. <laughs> I like how Paul probably doesn't want to preach at the biggest church of all time. But whatever Paul's yeah. dream church to preach, whatever that might be, he may not do that. And that doesn't make Paul a bad pastor. I don't like how some of these NFL quarterbacks, and hey, if they can get the money and a starting job, go for it. But it's like, I think Mitch Trubisky could be a really good backup quarterback, a guy who could come in, not make mistakes. I think Mason Rudolph could be a good backup quarterback. But what happens is there's so much crappy quarterback play in the NFL. You know at the end of this year, no matter what happens with Mitch Trubisky, there's going to be one team that's quarterback needy. He's going to go to them. They'll make him a starter. The oh, same it's, thing not going to be, it's not going to be at the end of the season. He's not going to see the end of the season as a Steeler, I don't think. <coughs> I think there's too many what other you... teams that are quarterback needy that are going to have to trade for him. Yeah, but what are they going to give up? A six-round pick? And I'm, I'm not ripping a Mitch Trubisky. What difference does I'm it make saying... to us? <laughs> what difference... We're not putting him back in. I don't care if Kenny's, uh, you know, torso falls off. We're probably not putting Mitch back in. So you think Mason goes in if Kenny gets hurt? Over Why not? Mitch. Why not? Well, I'll be honest with you. I know Paul's not going to like this. Uh, you know, Mitch, Mitch was struggling. Mitch shouldn't have gone back in. They should have made that change. If you were afraid of bringing Kenny in, which I, I'm fine with them bringing Kenny. I think you need to see the future. Why didn't they go to Mason first? And here's the other thing. I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. I'm not saying fire Mike Tomlin. <laughs> but you had two games where you were within a touchdown of winning the game. Forget Kenny Pickett. Forget Mitch, Mason, or whoever. You need to have a spark. Why didn't he make a change to whatever? You know, run the the Wildcat, whatever. You know, do something different. To give somebody a chance, can I can I give you a two word answer for why they didn't do that? Uh, what crappy quarterback? Canada. Well, then shame on Mike Tomlin because if Matt Canada's bringing the team down, yeah. S- sorry, I mean yes. I like Mike Tomlin. Yes. I like that we've only had three head coaches. There since has been nothing positive, really, that Matt Canada has brought to anything in well, the three years that he's been here. There's just Matt- nothing. There's nothing. Don't get anybody else. Right. And if Matt Cannon's that bad, and I'm not denying that he's that bad, he is. It is on Mike Tomlin if he's anything about it. Sure. Yeah, it's on Mike Tomlin. Agree. We I still am interested in when we'll never hear it because Tomlin's too good of a coach to let this kind of thing out there. But I would love to see who made that call to say where this is done. Kenny's going in. I know that Tomlin went to Mitch and said, eight's in. That's that okay. was the message. Eight's in. Here's the other thing. Ben Roethlisberger, unless he was hurt, took all the first team snaps, which is fine. He's your quarterback for 18 years. Until he falls over, he's your quarterback. Fine. I'm not doubting that. But when you have a new quarterback come in and you're not scoring points, even if you don't make a change, shouldn't you have other guys get some first team snaps? Okay, so can you pick it? You, you play this Thursday night game against the Browns, and I see what you guys are saying. 
you probably don't want to give him a four day window to start. Yeah. Yeah. But but you know, the offense look eh, you only have four the... days, you can't go splitting first okay. team snaps on four days. Okay, now you have ten days. Okay. Yeah. They go up to Kenny Pick after the game. Hey Kenny, what was practice like today? Prepare you for the chance. He's all I didn't know. I didn't get any first team snaps, didn't hear anything. Uh they just tapped me in the short and say, Hey, go in the game. I'm I, I I'm speechless. And again, I'm not saying Kane Pickens is a franchise quarterback. I'm just saying when you have a bad offense like that, an offense is not playing well. And and Joe, I'm with you. It's not Mr. Bisky is the only he's far from the only person to blame. You got Matt Cannon, you got receivers that can't I catch offensive line that wasn't catching on to the strategy quick enough. You had many, many different things coming. You're telling me that you won't give another quarterback at least a first team chance in case something hideous happened? It's like last year with the Chris Boswell game when for some reason they had him rolling out to do a fake field goal, the worst play call in the history of football pretty much. So Boswell gets injured. They had nobody else that could kick the ball. Well, we didn't know what could happen. I mean, they almost lost the game to the Browns just because they didn't have anybody who can kick the ball, even the punter or something. I'll tell you, I like Mike Tomlin. I don't know who else is better than Mike Tomlin right now, but Mike Tomlin's making some really, really crappy coaching decisions. You got to be prepared. Okay. <laughs> I don't know which. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I... You're, you're upset. I don't think anybody's arguing with you. Oh, right. uh, but, but yeah. Once... And I'm not saying Tomlin should be in the hot seat. I'm not so sure. What are you saying? But he's You're calling out his coaching. I think if the only the only conclusion to have from everything that you're saying right now is that you're saying that there's some poor coaching. He just needs to pull his head out of his butt. <laughs> hey, Sooners came close to winning that game against the Jets. I said something stupid that you called me out on Facebook where I was like, all right. <laughs> You know, as soon as it's going to be 4-0 right now, you know. But I'm thinking if Kane Pickett could have gotten one touchdown and Mr. Bisky didn't in games two and three and maybe even four, one touchdown. I'm not saying Kane Pickett needed to become Pat Mahomes. Sooners could be 2-2, two and 3-1 two, or 4-0 and right now. And that doesn't mean Kane Pickett's a great quarterback. One touchdown. They lost him in his game by one score. And – I'm looking at that from Mike Tomlin. He finally said the right thing after the Jets game. We needed a spark. You need a spark against the Patriots. You need a spark against the Browns. You need to get a spark against the Jets. And if you really want to be honest, they need a spark against the Bengals. Because it wasn't for injured long snapper. They're, they're on four right now. It's just it's um, it's amazing. And I love Mike Tomlin. I'm disappointed if he got fired tomorrow, but I'm almost starting to get it. I hate saying that. No, I, yeah, I, I'm not there. I, I think he's, I mean, he, he's, he's had such consistency on his team and he's not handling this transition. Great. Um, but I, I, I'm nowhere near the fire Mike Tomlin train at all. Last NFL quarterback to win a playoff game at, at Actors are saying where the heck it's called now. Blake Bortles, who had to retire at age 30. He retired today. 
Nobody wanted him. And, you know, it's a shame not the fact that the Steelers haven't won a home playoff game for a while. They haven't hosted a home playoff game for a while. No, not since we uh, – not since Pouncey snapped it into the Monagala. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, dude. All right. They hosted a playoff game, but that was an awful humiliating loss where they might as well just forfeit their way out of the playoffs. You know, we, we deserve in the playoffs. Can I, right can I point something out? I was curious about this. I've been wondering about it since we were talking about, oh, they have this, they're, they're one and three right now. And there's really uh, a lot of people saying, talking gloom and doom over a season that starts one and three. Uh, we started one and three last season and went to the playoffs. Let me say something really controversial. Just, just saying. We, we won against the Bills, but then lost to the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Packers. Still made the playoffs. Let me say something really controversial because I like the fact that the Steelers have had, you know, so many winning seasons in a row. Okay, yeah, they rebounded, they made the playoffs. We had fun last year. Um, you know, Big Ben had a couple really big wins that you're like, how the heck did he pull it off? And it was more for will, leadership, and everything else. But the fact that we're nine eight, how did it, how did that help him this year? You know, I'm almost looking at like the NBA. You know, the NBA, if you're in the middle of the pack for so long. Okay, you're not crappy, but what does it mean? Like the Cavs started to get good when they just stank. They just, they pooped the bed. They were like what ten and seventy or some crazy awful record. Yep. They get LeBron James in the draft. Now they're good again. And I know football is a little bit different because there's more guys on the team and everything. But I mean, I'm glad the Suns won nine games. I I didn't want them to lose like fifteen last year. I don't know what that helped. I mean. They went to the playoffs against steamrolled by the Chiefs. Well, okay, but we also put a whole lot of stock in getting, oh, we need to get that high draft pick. Do you know how many high draft picks have just been absolute garbage? First off, how many times the Browns got number one pick and they just (laughs) – all of those guys were horrible. Hey, oh, that, you know how Trevor Lawrence too, is doing that's... right now? How's Trevor Lawrence feeling? Because he's just amazing. He's turned that whole place around. No, it's not. Ah, having the number one pick in the draft doesn't help you. You're still a horrible team. Lawrence is playing okay. I mean, Lawrence isn't the best no, quarterback in the Oh, suddenly we're okay with okay? Mitch Trubisky was okay, and we want to put him on a pike. <laughs> put his head on a pike outside Acrosure so that all three rivers can look at it and say never again. I, I never said put Mitch Trubisky's head on the pike. The Steelers aired because they did not pick the right style of quarterback for their team. They also didn't do anything to change the team over from run and gun Roethlisberger. Okay, then they should never draft Trubisky, or I never signed him. And, and to your point, yeah, it's not Trubisky's fault. I don't think he's the worst quarterback of all time. But you picked a guy that had nothing to do. It, it would have been like, okay, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl for the Ravens. He won a Super Bowl because, you know, he knew how not to turn the ball over. And yeah. uh, he gave it to Jamal Lewis, and yeah. you know, Ray Lewis was stopping everything. Uh-huh. What if at the he end won of a Black, Super Bowl. Yeah, and what he won if, it. And what if at the end of that year, on his hand, 
the Ravens got rid of all their defensive players and Jamal Lewis and said, all right, Trent Dilfer, we want you to throw it 50 times a game. I mean, Trent Dilfer would have been the worst quarterback in the NFL the following year. But they picked the right quarterback for that team at that time. You know, Trent Dilfer would now have won as a quarterback for this year's Kansas City Chiefs. But they picked the right format for him. Shane won the Steelers. You, you know, we talk about because because Pickett or Trubisky had gone to a playoffs with a not great team that had a very staunch defense. He did and, that. And good he was to Mark he Malone. was that he was that quarterback. So what? <laughs> but what? So but what? what? But what I'm saying is, you you have to pick the right guy for your team. Yeah, like the Ravens of that year. Pat but that Mahomes. doesn't make the guy that you, the wrong the, you picked the wrong guy and didn't put the piece of the pieces around him that the way they needed to be isn't his fault, right? But that's not the guy for. I'm your telling team, you, though. I'm laying down my Trubisky love at the end of this podcast, but I'm, I'm not <laughs> letting anybody run over that guy for the next twenty minutes or whatever that we're still on this podcast. I'm not letting anybody <laughs> run over that guy. I'm not running over Mitch Trubisky. I'm saying Mitch Trubisky was the wrong choice. Look, sure, I, I've applied for many jobs in my life. Okay, there's jobs I didn't get. I'm kind of wondering hmm, why didn't I get that job? Like I find whoever gets a job and says, hmm. I think I'm better than that. Well, maybe I'm better on paper, but I'm not the right fit for that culture. I'm not the right fit for what they want to do and everything. Well, same thing for the Steelers. Now, that doesn't mean Mitch Trubisky is a bad guy, bad quarterback. It's just for that particular team that didn't work. And I'm putting all the blame under Tomlin. I'm putting all the blame behind Omar Khan because they're dumb enough not to realize it. It's like they spent so much money to help Big Ben out. Oh, this is Big Ben's last ride. Maybe we'll get Big Ben in the Super Bowl. They ben wanted the worst... to still play, by the way. He thinks yeah. he thinks he should be out there right now. They had the worst crappy offensive line known to man, and they gave that to Ben last year for Ben's last ride or whatever. I mean, shame on the Steelers for even thinking that. And, and again, I'm sorry. What, what, what would you have done differently? I mean, I mean specifically. I don't mean, well, we should just have a great line. There's nobody in the world that wants a bad line. What, is, what do you, <laughs> you want to do? You had they, tried, a, they went out and got new pieces. And guess what? Those pieces didn't fit together very well. Or haven't yet. Or actually, they've actually looked quite good. Because guess who came in last week for an entire half of a game and didn't get sacked and didn't get touched? Oh, a little Kenny Pickett dude. You know, Kenny, that kid from down the street who came, showed up to play football. He well, didn't get sacked at all. Gosh, what a terrible offensive line we have. Well, no. I mean, I'm talking the offensive line <laughs> that went into Ben's final year. Because remember, look into... Ah, because they spent a lot of time finding the worst people they could get. <laughs> David DeCastro didn't want to play football, but they kept bringing him back. They kept bringing him back. Before if David DeCastro Cast- doesn't want to play football, he's a grown A man, and he can say, <laughs> right. I don't want to play football. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay, but what I'm saying is part of managing a football team is saying, okay, uh, yeah, David DeCastro should start for a team however long he wants to play, but indications where he didn't want to play for a year or two beforehand. Uh, Daniels, the guard for the Steelers, I used to think Daniels was going to be their big offensive lineman. 
There's a lot of questions about Daniel's dedication, <laughs> desire, everything else like that. Steelers never recognize that. They're like, oh, he's going to be our guard. He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. That flopped. They didn't give Big Ben the, the offensive tools he needed to be well. And they got to a point where Ben could only throw it five, ten yards down the field some of the times. So their whole offense was just throwing slants and, and all this other stuff. It's not Big Ben's fault. What are the what are the pieces that they refused to put together? Deontay Johnson's out there, Claypool's out there, they brought Juju Smith Juster back. Like what? They had Fryermuth. They had uh that other guy who was a tight end who used to drop the ball all the time. Where they got a bunch of people. The, what, the, what, what were they what did they not do? When you have a slow gimpy quarterback, yeah, you you, you put a good line around him. If you can't sure. put a good line around him, I don't you, think the goal was to not put a good line around him. I don't know see, what you're talking about. Did right you now. see did you see the guys that rolled out last year? I'm not sure if they they were I, I mean, I, I don't think you said. I don't disagree. I mean, we all watched the line, and it was terrible. Right. But I don't well, know what I don't know what you're t- the I way you're talking they, about it. It seems like you think that they went out to have the worst offensive line they could get. Right, let's get well, some people who want to retire, and let's throw like an extra fifty bucks at them and see if they'll come back. But nobody. <laughs> oh, of course, they're not intentionally trying to draft the worst offensive line. But they, they they can't pick offensive linemen. I guess that's what I'm saying. Because they they said, also can't pick uh, defensive backs. They're usually really terrible at that. All of their good defensive backs are yeah. people who've come from other places. So stop drafting those people okay. and know that we're a team that picks them up from other places. Right, but how can a football team not understand how to draft a certain position? I mean, if you really I don't think know, about that, but yeah, look at but look like, at the drafting of. Oh, of course, you I can't mean, pick a quarterbacks. Kevin Colbert did a pretty good job drafting other things, but he was just miserable okay. at picking defensive backs. I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. But See, they show is, up and they're just nothing. This is why <laughs> we can't be on any um, Steelers podcast because because if we're really saying what we feel, you start to question a lot of things. How does Kevin Colbert? <laughs> Do a great job at selecting receivers and having know. no chance, no idea of how to draft quarterbacks. And, I don't and really, his best job at drafting receivers is fourth round. Like it's the fourth round receivers that are like amazing. And like, how do you find these people? What is it? Uh, okay. Oh or, my or gosh. Lucky. I also can't wait. Just FYI, I think we're close to getting uh, Calvin Austin the third back. I think he's close. I think uh, he practiced. There has been he practiced. He's, he's not activated yet, but uh, I think they have. They only have another week or two to activate him. Otherwise, they lose him for the season. Okay. So See. he practiced today. I don't know how it went, but he's actually out on the practice field, which is good. But but that he, I'm I'm stupidly optim, op, optimistic. Optimistic. Let's I like that. <laughs> I'm optimistic that. Uh, he's going to be able to be a really good slot guy, a really good underneath yeah. guy, uh, which will add another level to uh, to the offense that hasn't been there for Mitch Trubisky. Well, okay. <laughs> yes, Mitch was going to. But we're but we're moving and... on. I am accepting right. that. So... I'm okay with it. I'm ready to root for Kenny Pickett. I'm right. just tired of everybody. And by everybody, I think it's mostly uh, football Twitter 
that just has no no decency or mercy for human beings. The suits made a mistake <laughs> in picking Mac, uh, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. It's not Mitch Trubisky's problem. It's just they picked the wrong guy for their franchise. And when it didn't, work, it didn't guy, work, but it doesn't mean he can't do it somewhere else. Right. Get a team like the Bears, so a good running t- team, a good defense. Trubisky comes in, doesn't throw interceptions, and they're fine. That's not who the Steelers are right now. It's no. not. And, and uh, and I don't know. The more we talk about this, the more I'm thinking is like Jalen Warren, their second string running back. I yeah. saw some tweets saying, "Holy crap, he might even be better than Najee Harris right now." And that's a compliment to Jalen Warren because Jalen Warren's pretty good. But what's that saying about Najee Harris? Najee Harris's wheels aren't aren't underneath him. I love Kevin Colbert. I think he's a nice guy. He's a friendly guy. I love Mike Tomlin. I think he's a good players coach. I'll tell you. I mean, I, I think we've been by hook, line, sinker at the Steelers are, are personal wizards. They never make mistakes. Holy cow. I, I mean, the more I'm even talking about this now, maybe it's because it's really freaking late at night, but I mean, they're not horrible decision makers. But they've lost the luster that they had maybe even five, ten years ago. Yeah. They, they don't win playoff games. Uh, they they haven't. Well, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you give Kenny Pickett even 10% of the first team snap, snaps? Hey, we want to see what happens. You don't expect him to start. But I don't know. And you, but you have offense is not scoring and again. I know it's not Mitch Trubisky's fault, but okay. I, yeah, but 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 I, you're I, saying I, that and saying but as if that just erased it. Well, ignoring the fact that that this was happening, that it wasn't uh, Trubisky's fault. Just ignoring that, you definitely should have prepared other people to do the. Why would you? If it wasn't Mitch Trubisky's fault, then why would you spend a lot of time prepping a guy that you didn't want to have to start this year because you want him to sit and be ready to start later? Like I don't because you know that at at one one play and he could be in there. I mean, just uh, I don't know what what protocol is with other teams. I don't understand if that if the way they were doing it was true. I don't understand why you listed him as second. That's what I don't know. Like, don't list him a second if what you really want to do is to just arrest him. Yeah. But I felt the whole time when they were committing to Trubisky starting the season, it was always just going to be a matter of time. And all you did was line up uh, an excuse and a reason and something for fans and media to scream every time Trubisky throws an incomplete pass. The fans were, were yelling, Kenny, 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 Kenny. Uh, I, I am so thoroughly convinced that, you know, when you have a guy that is this kind of heir apparent thing and you honestly don't want to start him right away, you want to give him some time to sit, you cannot put him in this as the QB2. You have to be very clear that he is QB3, he is redshirting, Otherwise, 
the media goes nuts. Oh, you've got to put in Kenny Pickett. Penny Pickett's the second. Oh, my gosh. He, he threw three interceptions. So did Peyton Manning. So definitely Kenny Pickett is going to be a Hall of Famer, obviously, because he but, threw three interceptions in his first game. You know how many other people have thrown three interceptions in their first game and never had a second? A lot. I think in the NFL, and I keep hearing Cleveland media talk about this. Oh, well, that's your first mistake. Was well, listening well, to Cleveland find, media. But the thought is, find us a franchise quarterback. We need to get <laughs> anybody in Cleveland is talking about finding a franchise quarterback needs to sit down okay, and but, shut up. Right, but they, but to the Brown sacrament, they haven't done that for like what twenty years or whatever. And the closest thing they got is twenty three years. And the the and the franchise quarterback that they've hired and paid as much as other entire sports franchises is not playing for the first whatever it is games. What is it? Nine? What is it? How many games is it? Eleven. And he's eleven. One, yeah, he's one sex um, harassment or whatever you want to call it accusation away from probably being gone for another eleven games. And and y'all, given a guy who has the history that he has 11 weeks to sit around. Right. But so, so I'm just saying it's, this is a, <laughs> we're in the red here. You got a guy well, who's got a problem and you're giving him the free time to sit around and think about it. Well, well think back. Steelers were a bad. It's not a timeout. It's a bad danger zone. The Steelers were a bad era for quarterbacks from Bradshaw to Roethlisberger. They had some that were okay. Cordell had some good years, and Neil Dahl had some good years, but none of them were the franchise quarterback until Big Ben came. So the Steelers are in that era right now. This is the first year of the era. How do we quickly get out of that era? And I think back. I think the answer is to draft a quarterback in the first round for three or four years in a row because that worked for the Browns. <laughs> I'll be honest. Play Kane Pickett now. They're going to play Pickett. If Pickett, if he continues to show apart, spark keep him. If not, I draft a quarterback. I early. mean, I think that decision's already made. I mean, we can argue about it, but that's already what's happening. They're playing Pickett and well, they're going to ride Pickett. Right. But this season, no matter what happens. And we'll talk about Pickett each week, I'm sure. But if at the end of the year, we're like, oh my gosh, what a flop, what a failure. Drafts a quarterback. And I know Paul's going to go coronary if they pick CJ Stroud. I'll tell you. I think I will Stroud, too. I don't, I don't like, I don't CJ like Stroud's it going to be gone early. Um, we have well, he, will. That, that, he will. That doesn't but, mean anything. <laughs> well, he will. But again, I don't think necessarily well, that he's going to be the type of guy who's going to succeed in a, at his, in the Steelers. I, Steelers players got to be different. The Steelers won't sniff CJ Because look down the list of all of the Steelers who went somewhere else and did nothing. The, the Steelers and then they the go to the Steelers and somehow the magic works. I don't know how it, why it happens that way, but they they play on the Steelers for a while and they just get they look really really good, go somewhere else and they never live up to it. The Steelers are good enough. They're they're going to be good enough not to have the top pick in the draft. I mean, whatever happens to Kane Pickett or whatever they bring T.J. Watt back, they're not going one six. Yeah, they already have one win. Yeah, ahead of some people. Well, no, it's it's Sunny, the Colin, the guy that we had on from the Columbus Dispatch. He was saying the last um, what do you call it? The the college day 
you know, where the pro scouts come and watch college players work out. Uh, Chris Olave and um, Garrett Wilson were the big guys that Ohio State was wa- working out the receiver. I heard that most of the people there were there to see CJ Stroud because he was throwing passes to them in the workouts. You know, he wanted to help those guys out. Houston Texans, they're supposedly enamored with Davis Mills. Colin was telling me they were the first guys to run up to CJ Stroud. And that's probably the team that's gone the first draft pick in the draft. I mean, Colin's like, don't be surprised if he goes one you know, because of that. So who knows? And yeah. do you remember that quarterback that was going to redefine the NFL, that Cardale Jones? He had a great yeah, I, what, I'll tell you, Stroud's looked good for the Buckeyes. It's funny. They've taken away the deep pass that Stroud killed them on. Uh, Stroud's a pretty good job of taking what defenses give him. I'm not Every quarterback at Ohio State looks great at Ohio State. Well, here's part of the problem. Their receivers now. It's Ohio State. <laughs> well, no, their receivers now. I mean, people are starting to say, hey, they're a quarterback university. They're a receiver university. My goodness. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jimma, uh, he had um, like 15 catches for 300 yards in the Rose Bowl, some ridiculous amount or everything. He's been out for most of the year. They're still putting up 50 points a game. And it's not necessarily Stroud. They've got receivers. Marvin Harrison Jr., like, you know, the Colts legend's son, sure. is unreal. I mean, the guy, uh, the guy's fast. The guy's tall. I, I mean, he, he may be up to his dad's standards. I mean, their receivers are – they're four or five deep in receivers. It's insane. So, And, and to your point, Paul, you're not going to have those type of receivers in the pros. I mean, you, you got four or five first-round draft picks as receivers right now. It, it's unreal. So, yeah, but CJ Stroud's not going to be there. I mean, the Steelers, for as bad as the Steelers could be this year, they're not going to be a top five draft pick. They'll probably be somewhere maybe six to ten at worst. So, I, I, really, up on that I really do think with the accuracy that, that Pickett has, I, I do genuinely think that we're in a better position to be scoring more points. I think within a couple of weeks we're going to get TJ Watt back. Uh, some other things are going to heal up. This is what this is Steeler football. It's it's a whole season long. The beginning's not often great. Uh, the the beginning's usually a little rough, uh, and then they figure it out and turn it around. Um, and yeah, sometimes against people that you don't think that they will be able to. Yeah, I hope like they're going to get several people off of the uh, off of IR. There's going to be a couple people who've been playing banged up that are going to get healed up. I I, I just. I, I'm not. I'm not as uh, pessimistic as uh, everybody seems to want to be, but that's the way it usually goes for Pittsburgh. Uh, from the outside, everybody's like they're dead. Oh, that's finally over. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger is definitely washed up, and they're not going to make the playoffs this year. Oh, this could be their first losing season, and it just doesn't. Ev- it never ends up happening. And we were in this exact same uh, uh, position last season. We were at one and three. For the sake of the Steelers. Facing down some stiff competition. Yeah, and for the sake of the Steelers, I hope Kane Pickett's okay. Because even if they take a really horrible record, they need other things than a quarterback in the first round of the draft. Yeah. I mean, if they have a crappy record. If we take a a quarterback before the fourth round, I am going to scream and yell, regardless of what (laughs) Pickett does. We need some big old fat guys. 
Yep. Yeah, but if Pickett's not your guy, you need a quarterback early. But, but getting an early quarterback and not having a line that protects him, this is why they wanted to sit Pickett in the first place so that he didn't die. <laughs> and you can throw Mitch out and he can die a little. It's fine. He knows how to play uh, behind a bad line. He knows how to do that. And that's why you favored him in the first place. Well, Mitch was what, like a second pick in the whole draft whenever he first came yeah. out? Yeah. So if Kane Pickett's not the guy, Kane Pickett turns into a Mitch Trubisky or a Mason Rudolph, a guy highly thought of that just didn't pan out. Can you imagine next year? Him and his like, tiny hands. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine next year if Kane wasn't the guy? Now you're picking between three guys that are kind of mediocre. You need to have a franchise quarterback. I don't know if they I have the money. But you can't. Fat guys on the with their hand on the ground. And, <laughs> right. So and every the, time you get a bunch of those guys, and then suddenly, magically, this fourth-round quarterback actually looks really good. What do you know? Because people who get to that level are all really good. Well, and that's my hope with the Greatest series. quarterback of all time was, like, picked in the 175th round or whatever. <laughs> because he was behind a line and yeah. in a system that, that knew how to use him. You know what? There, I want to go I this don't... far to say the only thing that's special about Tom Brady is that he has spent his life figuring out how to continue keeping his health sharp. There's something. There's going nobody on. who doesn't do the work that he does. There's a lot of other people who do the work that he does. Yeah, but that's some... what you do because you're a professional quarterback. There's you do some... that work. There's some weird, weird crap going on with Tom Brady. He's also sold his soul to the devil. It's that's plain, plain to see for anybody who's paying attention. Um, I, 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 I wish I could cite the name. He'd be fun to have on the podcast. I don't know his name. He, he's a former. That's Buckeye. my favorite part of him. Is that I don't yeah. know his name. Well, no, he's a former Buckeye linebacker. He that does guy, a lot of charity work. So, like when I go to these events around Columbus, I see he him. Does he's a lot of, does a lot of charity work. Maybe he'll come on our podcast. Well, yeah, yes, yes, definitely. We're a charity, but what we I'm are saying a is now. his big picture he carries with him is a picture of him sacking Tom Brady. I remember at one of these events, I'm sitting here talking to him about it. That would be on my I'm, business card. Right. Well, you know, and I'm asking him, I'm like, yeah, I, said, I remember watching Tom Brady like when you were sacking him and everything. How did he become the best quarterback of all time? And the guy looks at me right now and says, I have no idea. He's like he was not that good in college. No. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> and he this was, guy, he was drafted where he was drafted for a reason because he wasn't Tom Brady yet. Yeah, but how do you go from crap to Tom Brady? You or... get in a system that works. You have players around you. Yeah, he sold his soul to this devil, or you put, what, like... but but it's all. <sighs> Or you put weird. Cream you, he on was drafted by a team balls. that wasn't desperate for a quarterback, and he had the ability to sit and learn, stuff was and, going on, and, and watch and see before he was under all of the pressure. I, and I he wasn't Johnny talk. Manziel that you draft in the first round, and definitely that guy's going to go drinking instead of uh, <laughs> instead of studying. <laughs> There wasn't anything about heads. Johnny Manziel that told you that that guy wasn't going to be drinking instead of studying his playbook. <laughs> Not Brady, a thing. Brady barely beat out Drew Henson in college. And Drew Henson ended up being a baseball player. I don't know. Something happened with Tom Brady. I hate to accuse him of anything. I mean, I wish Tom Brady's the best. I guess he's going for marriage. Trouble he was right sitting down at the crossroads 
And the devil came by and said, I can teach you how to play that football. Yes. I can give you a supermodel wife and give you a supermodel wife. You see the meme wife. going around that Tom Brady now looks like somebody tried to draw Kevin Bacon from memory? <laughs> it's pretty true. He's looking a little gaunt. Well, that happens what? when you get into your upper 60s. Well, yeah. And, and, like, man, that dude's old. And stuff <laughs> weird's happening. It's just, I, don't know. I, I hate to accuse anybody of that, but uh, oh, come on. Of looking weird or? Of looking weird or actually selling your soul to the devil. <laughs> of being a crap in, in college and, and going from being. There's nothing know, wrong with being crap in college. Every, oh, my gosh. Yeah, but he showed nothing. He showed nothing of, of that. Yeah. Like, I don't think yes. I ever. That's the I, way. <laughs> That's the, I, that's that is often the way that true greatness actually works, is that you aren't great at the beginning, and you keep working, and then you get better, <laughs> and they don't stop working, it would because be like, you have that chip on your shoulder instead of somebody who's chosen in the, uh, the first chosen first, who has no chip, and goes out drinking that night. Okay, I and, think you you've seen me act at Malone. Did you? Maybe you didn't. I don't know. Uh, okay, that'd be like me in acting. I was a hack at best. Yeah. Well, I had chip in my shoulder because I want to be a leading Hollywood romantic. Did you? Man. You didn't sure. want to do it. Yeah, but I was crazy about women, man. If I if I you were crazy something... about women, but you didn't want to do the acting. That's why you were bad at acting. Yeah, but if I was, if I gave my time, the to people acting... who wanted to be in in band because of the friends. Or because of uh, the the uh, the the women, or whatever I don't know. Some people maybe that's what they were interested in, but they weren't really good at doing that. The people so, who were really interested in good wanting to play, or wanting to act, or wanting to be on the team and do the things that are part of it, and be really diligent at working, all got better. So I was the Tom Brady. I'll even say this as a the, as a theater teacher, and all the people wanted to go be on Broadway. That's everybody's goal. They want to all go be on Broadway. Uh, it's never those people. Yeah, those are you... never the people that end up there because they are not prepared for the kinds of rejections and setbacks and what you have the hard work you have to do in order to 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 be successful. They don't know how to deal with the rejection but or the hardship. I'm not even sure Tom Brady was a hard worker. I mean. And, and honestly, well, he turned into one. Otherwise, he wouldn't be where he is. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> you look at you look at Peyton. You look I'm at, half jealous. I'm half jaded. I mean, you look I'm at all of these people. They're not. They're not. They don't get to where they are because they're just naturally talented. They are naturally talented. There's a lot of people who are naturally talented, but they definitely work the hell out of it. All right. And I hate Tom Brady. I hate him with <laughs> white hot anger and passion but you got to give it to him that when he sold his soul to the devil it was just at the right time <laughs> he got he got a good price for whatever right. something must have been in his soul that was worth it because i i did not get any of those things when i sold my soul to the devil all right i i'm looking at my clock and i've got assignment doing eight hours that 
I need to sleep before finishing. And I, I have to get up and go be happy in front of students in about yes. five hours. And you're you're welcome, Steelers fans. Say what you want about this. You're podcast. welcome, Steelers fans. We put in the work. Is yeah, what yeah, we're we saying. We're the, the Tom Brady <laughs> of podcasts. Oh my gosh! Please don't right. pull that clip out and play it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we. we, we we got to mention this quick. I got to do a quick promo. We'll be we're, the, we're the Cedar Point of podcast. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I was going to play so. in the background while <laughs> others go to Cedar Point. We're <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack of Cedar Point. We get oh. we get banged, but we still persevere. How about that? <laughs> I, I I mean it's not too late. We gotta yes, yes, do I your know. promos and get out of this. Yeah, yeah. This podcast is a radar, so kids don't uh, listen to it. Yeah, I say at the end of the podcast where you know, like the kids are like, oh, <laughs> put the warning at the end. Yeah. <laughs> kids oh, listen. by the way, go back and erase this from your memory. Just <laughs> delete this podcast from your internet. Uh, report it to Spotify and everywhere else. All right, I don't even know why I'm promoing anymore. Oh, crap. All right, uh, lots of stuff we talked about tonight. Um, uh, talked to Pierre Holland about football. He gave his take on Ohio State and the Miami Dolphins. He gets worked up about the Dolphins. Um, Seinfeld, we talked about the contest. Yes, it's that episode. Uh, lots of fun talk there. Um, yeah, we also did uh, episode right before this where we talked about Cedar Point, all the crazy stuff going on there. Apparently, it's a good place to get lucky, I guess. I don't know. Uh, LeBron buying a pickleball team and <laughs> two stories of people urinating in public. and uh... Public urination. Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, One of them's again. on the grave of his ex-wife, which is a creative right. thing. But every day. Those stories, those stories are a stairway to your clock to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we walked off this podcast. It's impressive stage. for a 68 year old man. Yeah. Well, we had two songs on our set. We did the what the Sear Point story and the LeBron. We walked off the stage, the crowd chanted one more song. <laughs> and it started t- they, they, we they, made our encore the yeah, worst <laughs> song that we ever wrote. They chanted urination and <laughs> we're gonna make uh, everybody regret that they clapped. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, they were one urination. This is our stairway to heaven. Oh, urination. Yeah, you, you got you play free bird and like yeah. free bird, and you're like, oh, never bodily mind. functions. Never mind. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please don't play free bird. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to that play bird music. is too free. <laughs> they, they start saying out. They start saying urination, which sounds weird. We chant that, but hey, better than we, them chanting Kenny. We yeah, we get our fans. Oh man, okay. We, we, I I love this. I want to do this more, but I got I got to go work tomorrow. So, and, and Paul's got to learn in Butler, PA, about being a pastor. About all of the all of the thing good things about Butler. I, I'm I'm the head counter for the elections tomorrow, so I need to be. Oh wow! Sharp and how, focused. How many people are voting? Two hundred. Oh, okay. Because if it was like twelve, I'd be like, really? This is <laughs> this is something they had to assign to a whole person. Are, are you voting on the official religion of a, of America? So, uh, what, what's the most hot button issue you're voting on? I, they want to. 
they're going to relocate our district office. That's the only thing I like. I don't even know why we have a, we're doing ballots. I mean that we're not talking anything controversial. I don't know why there's there's like seven different places that it can move to. And it's like, do we want it this one or we want this one? Is well, it they, reading PA or do we want it in Butler? Or they decided we... that Punxsutawney isn't the the hub they thought it was going to be, so they want to move it down to Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, oh, well, mm, if that was an option at the beginning, they've chosen poorly. <laughs> they could get an office right near where they're going to put Mitch Trubisky's head on a pike. It could be right out front. Right near Akershire. I don't want to put Mitch Trubisky's head on Pike. He's fine. He's just a bad fit. He's just a bad quarterback that I hate. <laughs> it would be he's fine. What, it would be me. Mitch Trubisky the Steelers is like me being a short line cook at a fancy restaurant in Columbus. I mean, not a good fit. <laughs> because Which all my employers have said, not a good the, fit. You just eat everything that you were cooking. Oh, and the food be rancid and be horrible. I mean, yeah. I'm a nice <laughs> on purpose. Guy. I'd be like, no, I'm gonna no, on this. I make the poor example of uh, you know, hey, me being a cook, but probably every place I've ever worked in my are like, yep, he wasn't a good fit, you know, but no not way. a good fit. All right, well, again, you're welcome, sewage fans. Um, please support us. Um, a couple <laughs> ways to we need all the support yeah. we can get. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, subscribe. Listen to this thing. Else, oh, free. my word. Subscribe. Sign up for Cash App. You know it by now what the deal is. Also, we're soon putting a link in for YouTube TV. You can save money on YouTube TV. Use our link. It helps you and it helps us too. Yeah. Seriously, YouTube TV is really cool. I, I enjoy YouTube TV. The only if you've problem... listened for an hour and 12 minutes, you've already gone above and beyond. But we thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, well, please subscribe at least. I mean, that's the least you could do, or or use our links. All right. Oh man, before I fall over, I'm Chris and Joe and Paul. Have a great night, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast, based on the work from our book Hope Interrupted that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.